What's up everyone? This is Mayowa, your host, and you are listening to the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. More people than ever are building cool stuffs online from the scratch, solving problems and making a lot of money in the process. And on this show, I sit down with these amazing six-figure entrepreneurs to share their entrepreneurial journeys, the ideas, the opportunities, the strategy they are taking advantage of so the rest of us can do the same. And now, let's get the show started. Hi everyone over there. My name is Mayowa and I'm your host on the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. This is the podcast where I always like to have awesome conversations with six, seven, and eight figures entrepreneurs uh, for them to share their story of how they built their businesses from the scratch to where it is right now. I am the founder of the book called A Book Publishing Agency that helps busy entrepreneurs to write and publish their book. On this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast, I've got another amazing entrepreneur in the house. And before we get the show started, just like I always like to do, I'll pass the mic to Lane and uh, she will introduce herself, tell us a bit about herself, then, then we get the show started. Hi, Lane. Hi, Mela. Uh, yeah, uh, thanks for having me here. So just a quick intro on myself. My name is Lena Nakaba from the Philippines, uh, and I run 2XU, which is a remote executive assistant company. Uh, and I've been kind of doing this for a while. I'm very excited to be here. Okay. All right. We are super excited to have you on this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast, Lynn. And I believe it will be a very awesome time for you, for me, and for our listeners out there. All right, so to get the show started, we love stories a lot on this uh, podcast. We love to share stories. So take it away from me. Give us a background story into how you became an entrepreneur from where it got started to where you are today. So uh, like I said, I've been doing this for a while. So I first started as a freelance writer when I was 15 because at that time, no one was really checking if you were 18 already since everyone was uh, at that point working online was just starting out this was way back in 2011 and essentially just started getting a lot of other gigs from there did graphic work did uh, video editing did uh, transcribing almost anything when it comes to content creation I kind of dabbled in um, and just kind of, kind of kept getting gigs throughout college and then uh, around the time when I was 18 there was a category 5 super storm um, super typhoon in my city uh, that sadly uh, left me very traumatized right after because that was the uh, there was there was a point where I would have drowned actually inside of that storm so then I made the decision to at 18 years old to move out uh, and go ahead and find basically a different city to to live in so that I could feel a little bit safer uh, and then I stumbled upon working with a actually a U.S. publishing company a book publishing company and I started as a book editor very much just editing um you know, other grammar errors. And then I started rising up because I was very driven, and still am, of wanting to prove myself and wanting to make a name out of myself out of, um, you know, from a, just a tragedy. And then I became CEO of that publishing company when I was 20. And then three years later, I said, okay, I want to start a company from scratch. At that point, I've started six or seven other businesses on the side. And I'm like, okay, I'm closing two or three of these and I want to focus on one big business and 2XU came along because at that time, I was starting to get a really big passion of having other people have the life that I've had, basically being able to work from home, working remotely. So 
starting out a virtual assistant company was something that was kind of almost really natural to me. And then since then, we've uh, we've just hit our three-year mark um, last month. And I've kind of just been growing this now a remote executive assistant company where we help out a lot of our clients be able to grow their business beyond just having an assistant. We also help them uh, with a lot of systems uh, to be able to scale. Okay, awesome. That's a very lovely story. So uh, you got started from there. You have tell us about, you've talked to us about this story. So present day, where is your business right now? What is the structure of your business? Who do you serve? And uh, revenue-wise, what is your figure for 2022? Very good question. So for our uh, clientele, we've mostly been working with a lot of authors, consultants, and coaches, basically other content creators as well who need a second brain basically inside of their business and for 2022 we're actually uh closer to the i believe we're closer to 300 to 400 um mark k mark basically we've kind of just crossed over last year uh being able to cross through six figures and so now we're kind of the next the, the aim for next year is to get to that seven figure okay all right so one curious question i want to ask you is this uh, from where you got started to where you are now, like something must have been responsible for that uh, success of yours. So what would that be? So a lot of it was just curiosity and passion. Those kind of like my two, my, my uh, left hook and right hook of figuring out what I wanted to do. So I'm very much, uh, and a lot of people have described me this way, a very loose cannonball of like, once you point me at something, I'm going to keep digging and keep uh, growing into it. So that's basically what I've, my life is like, I say yes, usually, and then figure out later, or I say no, when it's not a hell yes. So it's been a lot of trial and error in the last couple of years. Uh, and I'm just really lucky that 2XU was the one that like, okay, yep, this is now the thing that I want to do um, for the next couple of years. All right. Uh, many of the guests I've had on this uh, podcast, when I ask this question, I, I seem to get almost the same answer from them. And I can relate with that because one thing that has uh, really been behind everything I've done or everything I've got in terms of success online as an online entrepreneur uh, comes from the fact of, you know, why not? This is an idea. I love it. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where it will end. Let me just jump on it. And a part of it is this podcast, you know, let me just, I just feel like doing it and it sounds so right to me. Let's figure it out. And at the end of the day, you know, one, two, three ideas and stuff like that, trying them. At the end of the day, I've discovered that at the end of the day, those ideas, the right one will choose me. And I when, when they came like that, I said, okay, fine, I choose you then. I go with them and I know this is where I want to be. But the wrong one will surely fall by the side and you will surely know in your mind that, yes, these are these ideas are not really well for me. So uh, thank you mm-hmm. so much for that uh, answer. So uh, all through your uh, years of being an entrepreneur, from the beginning to where you are today, you will surely have learned a lot of lessons. So what are the two biggest and the most important lessons that you like to share with our audience that you have learned in all your years of being an entrepreneur? First one is ask for help, which is funny to say um, out loud because this is something that even until now I sometimes do fail to do. But uh, it's so tempting, especially when you started everything yourself, to just 
pursue basically the solopreneur route. I can just do everything. Um, I want to control everything that comes out of my business, so on and so forth. But whenever you do that, whenever you fail to ask for help, it's going to be so much harder for you to scale. It's going to be so much harder for you to get out of your business as well. It becomes uh, basically you've imprisoned, you created uh, a lot of people say, and you've created yourself a job. So when you start asking for help, you that's the only real way that you evolve from solopreneur to business owner. Um, from the book uh, E-Myth, basically by Michael Gerber, where he talks about the difference between solopreneur and a business owner. Solopreneur uh, owns, a business, uh, owns a business or runs a business. And then business owner is someone who owns systems. So that was kind of the first thing that, again, I still do keep learning from time to time of like, just ask for help. And then the second one is that uh, just kind of keep learning from other people. It's uh, the world is such a big place. There's so many other amazing combinations of different businesses, of different people's needs. One of the reasons why I wanted to exceed was it opened me up to seeing how other people's businesses worked. And I still love that part of what I get to do. Uh, so that's kind of like those two main things of just one, ask for help. And two, kind of keep learning and stay curious are the two main things that I really uh, learned from from all of these years, basically. All right. Thank you so much for those lessons. So uh, you are a specialist in uh, getting uh, app and uh, getting VAs and getting that much needed hands to, uh, because really the truth is that business is not a solo sport, it's a team sport and uh, mm. almost every almost every guest I always interview on this uh, show, they always come back to tell me that, you know what, one of the reasons why I'm successful today is because I've been able to understand my strength, focus on that and where I'm not good at and things I don't, I suck at I outsource them and I find people to plug those uh, holes and get those things done. So uh, as someone who has helped uh, creative entrepreneurs to get that needed uh, opinion, so for creative entrepreneurs out there, what are your best tips like uh, when they want to transition from that solopreneur, me and me alone, I want to control everything, to the other side of getting apps and having a system and a team they can work with. So the way they usually would know where it's time to get help or to outsource is one, if you're doing things that you're not an expert in, so like over and over again, so recurringly, you are making your own graphics for social media, you're making your own captions when you really your, your uh, strength is creating things, not really putting things up on social media is creating systems for you or uh, the other the other sign usually that you need an assistant is when you have recurring revenue and you're still doing it yourself um, a lot of people I usually recommend that uh, whenever you can start affording it of having an assistant just hire an assistant because that frees up so much of your time already um, and then the other sign that you can look out for uh, when it comes to like, hey, this is now time to get an assistant is when uh, right before you see yourself burning out. So if you have noticed that you're doing like eight to 10 hour days, you're not really spending time on the things that you like doing or even doing the thing that started the business in the first place. Those are usually kind of really key signs to watch out for to like, hey, this is now time to get an assistant. Okay, so now we've uh, solopreneurs out there listening to these who want to transition from that, uh, I'm the only one in charge to getting a team and a system. So, and they have understand that or got to that point that I think I need to get help. So what should they do? And I just walk, to, walk us through a step-by-step 
uh, system or maybe processes that they need to follow to get the right uh, uh, because I've hired some VAs in the past and they have scrutins for me. Uh, some weeks ago, I hired someone to fix my website and they ended up messing it up. And I have to hire someone else at a higher price uh, and I'm wasting my time at the end of the day. I'm wasting the money I've spent. So how do we get uh, those right help? How do we get them and where should we look out for? Really good question. So step-by-step process, and I'll, I'll, I've taught this a bajillion times, but I'll give you a little bit of just the bullet point uh, step-by-step. So first one is is clarity. Clarity starts with you as the business owner. So what kind of person do you need to hire for? So for example, uh, the one that you told me where you just needed a web designer and it like basically just crashed and burned. It was better that you did it yourself. Uh, clarity on what it is, is that they need to deliver clarity on what is the goal basically like giving them the context of like oh i need this website to bring in this many leads or be able to show up my brand and show off my brand in some way uh next is once you have that clarity is actually then uh making sure that you're not having the assistant do more than three main things in your business this is a mistake that i've seen a lot where they assume their assistant is a unicorn where they can do everything else in their business but in reality uh it really is that you want to start with three things that they can help you inside of your business and then growing them from there. Um, So then once you've decided, okay, these are three main things I want them to do, then it's writing up a really short and quick uh, job description. And one thing that I always recommend is adding in an Easter egg where in the job description, you'll say, hey, if you're interested, send me an email with this subject line, because then you are filtering out people who are just mass applying. You're filtering people who are not looking at the job ad at all. So they don't understand what what the job is. Um, and you're only getting emails. So you can easy for you to delete emails that don't have that subject line. So it's just a little Easter egg um, to make sure that they actually did read the job ad. Um, then, and this is something where people usually don't check or double check, it's just doing a skill set. So like, can they actually do the thing that I need them to do? So for example, if you need someone who is a graphic artist, you know, asking them to create like, hey, can you create one Instagram post based on this quote? So doing small tests to see if they can, again, if they can actually do what they need to do. And then you do the interview. That's only the time that you do the interview with them and ask them very specific questions of how they would handle different situations. Because I a big believer that you can teach anyone any skill, but they need to have the right attitude. So when you test them out, like, okay, what would you do if this was the situation or this was the situation, you're testing them out on their soft skills to see if they could be a good match for you. And then uh, a quick trial period, like it could be like a week or a one month where you just have a trial period for them to see if they are a fit for you, like work-wise. And then I usually recommend that every day, um, as taxing as it sounds, is actually it's really good if you go ahead and have daily meetings with your assistant. These are like 15 to 30 minute meetings where you both are just saying, hey, this is what I'm doing today. This is what what I want to make sure that I get done. And then asking them like, hey, is there anything that you need? And kind of just going from there and building that relationship, giving them training or resources that they need. Because uh, in reality, when you're hiring an assistant, they become your second rate. They become a person who knows your business as much as you do. Uh, so building that relationship is going to be important to get to the next level. Uh, thanks so much for those uh, tips. So this is the second part of this uh, episode where I love to throw my uh, guests some thought-provoking questions, then they get back to me with answers. So Lynn, should we fire on? Fire away. All right. We love book a lot on this show and we like to learn 
from uh, the books that our guests have read and has made a lot of impact in their business. If there is one book that you have read that has a lot of impact in your business, what book that would that be? Uh, one that I already mentioned is just E-Myth by Michael Gerber. It's it's just the one book that kind of finally made it click in my head what an entrepreneur looks like because at that point I was... I think that's 2021 when I first read it. Um, and I was like, okay, what does an entrepreneur look like? Like, I know how to start businesses, but what does it look like in the long run? And that book was just like, ah, that was like, it, until today, I still reference that book over and over again to other people just because it's that good for me. Yeah, it's, uh, it meets, is one book that uh, always gets some uh, frequent mention uh, when I ask this question from my guest. And it's a very awesome book. I've read it twice and, uh, it's a yep. very good uh, resource for entrepreneurs out there, especially for people who are just getting started, uh, for them to understand the basic structure of uh, being a, an entrepreneur. So i uh, still talking about book. Uh, during the uh, pre-interview chat, we had a discussion about a book. I would have asked you that if you are to write a book today, what would that book be about? Maybe I should just start from that. So currently I am writing a book on how to actually have successfully have a virtual assistant. But if I could write any book, um, it would basically be a good step-by-step process for someone who has no idea how to start a business of like, this is actually what it can look like. This is how to build it coming, starting from the basically where their goal is and then breaking it down to the smallest things. And it's kind of a good, I can imagine it as a good mix of E-Myth and the book Atomic Habits, uh, where both kind of like, okay, this is your big, hairy, audacious goal. And now this is how we can actually make it happen. All right. So at the book you are writing, uh, you said you are currently writing. So where are you in the process of uh, writing the book? So I am literally halfway through the book. I wrote out uh, that I was going to do 12 chapters. I have now done six. So I'm halfway through it and hoping... uh, to, to publish it by next year. All right. Uh, most busy entrepreneurs and uh, that I interview on this uh, show, when uh, the topic of writing a book comes up, one thing that they always tell me is I don't have the time to write a book. So out of curiosity, have you been able to have the time to write your book? Are you almost half done with it? So I will preface where I am a writer. That's kind of like an identity that I've had uh, with myself. I, that's how I got started on all of this working online. So it was kind of easy for me to like add in like, oh, you know, 30 minutes to an hour a day, I'm going to write on my book. Like it could be something that isn't actually right. And might, I might delete that chapter later, but I'm I'm putting in that that time, putting it aside um, in my day of like, like 30 minutes to an hour. I'm just sitting uh, usually I would go and walk through a walk to a nearby coffee shop near here. And that would be my spot. That's where I know I'm going to start writing. And then I walk right back. So it I put it part of my routine because I knew the what I wanted to write a book. And two, I knew that it was all just down to making it part of my day and who I was. So, yeah, it was just added into my routine. Okay, that's awesome. So what is one thing you have done in your business that gave you a very big win? A lot of it was just putting myself out there. Like I have um, a YouTube channel that is like almost 13K subscribers. I have like TikTok. I have, um, I do podcast guestings like this, which is amazing where I meet people like you. I have done a lot of speaking gigs and just met a lot of people. And whenever I do that push of putting myself out there, 
uh, getting to introduce to a lot of different people, I always get like the most amazing introductions and the most amazing results. A lot of the clients we have in 2XC are people that I've met through these conferences, through like podcast guestings or through uh, people who've seen my content on LinkedIn or YouTube. So that's kind of been the biggest one is just showing up. Yeah, that's, that's cool. So what is one superpower you've got that has contributed to you winning in life and in business? I'm a builder. That's kind of like, oh, the, that's been the, also the identity that I've kind of really come with, uh, come into terms with myself is I love building systems. I love building assets. I love creating content. So being a builder slash creator has been kind of just a superpower I've been developing and also one that I did come with as, as someone who likes to create things. Okay. All right. You've uh, mentioned your superpower and we are all human. Surely we have areas where we are struggling with as entrepreneurs. So what is that one area that you have struggled a lot with as an entrepreneur? I usually struggle with uh, whenever I have to do things repeatedly for more than six months. It's kind of been a funny limit with me. I always kind of need something new or something else to innovate or to create. So it's kind of a funny double-edged sword of wanting to create and build. So if I have to do something for longer than six months to a year, I will start to get bored or I won't, I, I'll start innovating it when it's not supposed to be something that is, that's uh, to be innovated. So uh, that is something that I am currently working on. All right. I, I think when you mentioned that, I really remembered myself. It's like you are just talking about me uh, because most of my businesses are uh, before now, they have been businesses I'll build like maybe for some uh, eight months or even less than a year. And I'll, I'll, I'll be getting clients and things will be going fine. I'll just like, you know what? I once ran a book marketing uh, business uh, for like uh, six months. I made a lot of money. I was able to help a lot of authors back then uh, to market their books. And I just got bored. Like I was feeling, I don't know. I, I was just having some feeling then like maybe I was not really giving much to them and I was not having fun doing and I closed the business down and I never had any backup but I knew I can always create another business and I did Uh, but that that lasted for like four years uh but uh one thing uh I could relate with uh what you said because I'm someone like you so I I'm just uh curious to ask you what have you been able to do about it? And how have you been able to address that uh, weakness? So putting the right people around me is the, is a big one. Um, you mentioned one of the biggest lessons I've learned as an entrepreneur is asking for help. So I know that if that is kind of my timeline, six to six months to a year is at that, you know, you know, at the point where it is something that's repeatable, I start systematizing it right away. I start looking, okay, how will I train someone else to do the thing they're doing where they would actually love doing the thing that I will start dreading later on. Uh, and then that usually is like, there's just the magic switch is like whenever I'm able to delegate the thing that, which again, virtual assistant company, delegate the thing that I foresee that I'll be doing for the next year. Uh, it's one of the freeing things because then I'm not the only one doing it. I'm not the only one who knows how to do it. Uh, and it's one of the ways where I can, I basically, the term that I like using is I productize myself. So it's easy to train and delegate to someone else. All right. I think uh, I had a conversation last week with one of my guests and uh, she mentioned the fact that, you know, uh, sometimes we have to uh, we mot- uh, read motivational books and uh, we hear people telling us to get better. And I think she just 
said it's nonsense. Try to be better or try to overcome your weakness. Know your strength. I can build. I, I I'm a builder, just like you said. I love building things and uh, creating systems uh, in place so that when I'm bored of it, the business or what I created is still running and is still intact. Mm-hmm. I think it's a better way uh, looking at it like that than just saying, you know what, I want to learn how to persevere, how to keep running even when I'm bored or when I'm done with the idea. I think uh, yeah. we as entrepreneurs should understand the fact that we should not force ourselves to be who we are not. Who we are, oh, yeah. we always be who we are. And it's better for us to create a system around who we are and uh, look at what we can do about who we are and try to fix that thing. I think we'll get better results, uh, better than just trying to overcome everything and be everything, change yourself, uh, work on yourself. All those things, we just waste time, I guess. Mm, it, it's, it, you can keep forcing yourself basically to do something. And I, this is something I've done myself of like, no, no, I can keep going. I can, and then I'm, I'm already sick and tired of it. I start dreading going into my business. Um, but in reality, like there are people out there who would love to do the thing that you hate. So just give it to them. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's, that's cool. So uh, you, you talk about you being a builder. I just want to ask how many businesses have you built like in the past few years so far? It's a little bit hard to count. I said earlier, like, I think I opened, started and opened up like five to six or seven businesses um, before 2XU. And then within 2XU, I've kind of like made sure to not do that because I know myself better of like, if I start doing it again, um, 2XU might fall in the wayside. Uh, But basically like right now, I bought three businesses, um, including like the, the YouTube channel that I have where I get like sponsorships and of course, adds uh, money from it to XU and then I have uh, basically I'm also creating assets for people so it's still very much I've created other businesses but it's still centered around to XU so to support it rather than just uh, scattering or spreading myself too thin all right so what is one thing you are working on right now that you are super excited about your business I'm about to probably do another fourth uh, fourth business where I'm partnering up with someone on uh, creating a virtual assistant course on how to be a really good virtual assistant, not just finding a client, but like the skills that you need and talking about both sides of like, this is what your client expects and this is how we can show up in that way. So um, that's kind of the thing that I'm going to be focusing on in the next year. Okay, that's cool. We look we look forward to uh, hearing good news about that uh, new venture. So uh, lastly, before you tell us where we can find you online, uh, what is one question you wish I asked that I didn't? One question that I wish you asked uh, is basically... Um, a really good one because you've asked really good questions so i'm trying to think of a an amazing one uh but i think you've covered all of it we've we've kind of talked about like you know when people need assistance which is an important thing and like the common mistakes so i think you you smashed it all right thank you so much for that feedback i really appreciate it so lastly where can we connect with you where can we find all the great uh stuff that you have been building all these years where can we find it online so my YouTube has all of my main things. So it has both videos on how to be a virtual assistant and how to hire a virtual assistant. So uh, all of that content is just on my YouTube channel, just my name. 
And the way to contact me the best is through my LinkedIn. I have an amazing assistant who manages my LinkedIn uh, and makes lets me know when people are reaching out. So those are the two main places. Everywhere, everywhere else, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, I am everywhere because my content um, has a lot of reach. <laughs> All right. Ah, that's awesome. So listeners out there, it's another fun time on another episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. My uh, almost 33 minutes of having conversation with Lane have been a very awesome time. And I believe you have learned a lot from this episode, especially on how to focus on your strength and also get up uh, to fix what you are not good at or what will waste your time or what is not a good use of your time. So thank you so much, Lane, for joining me on this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. We celebrate you and we admire what you are doing and uh, we need more of people like you in the world to make the world a better place. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. So listeners, this is where we draw the curtain on this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Maya once again, and I love to always leave you with this. Go out there and go and start something. Go and build something. If it is in your mind, if you have been worrying about it, if you have been thinking about it, go out there and start something. Because one person out there, um, a lot of people out there, need that value that only you can bring to the world. So next time, I'll see you on another episode of this show with another guest. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. For more episodes and the show notes for this episode, visit www.thesixfigureentrepreneur.com. And I would love for you to leave a review on iTunes if this episode has been of value to you. See you next time on another episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. And until then, keep building and keep the entrepreneurial fire burning.